0: Hey guys, welcome back to Car Talks. I'm Cassie. And I'm Erin. And today we're going to be talking about something very interesting. We're going to talk about whether it's better to know a little bit about a lot of subjects or a lot
1: about, uh, like, a little subjects. Well, basically, like, uh, the difference between, like, which is better, like, a broad knowledge base or a... Like narrow knowledge base, and I'm arguing for broad knowledge base and being well-rounded. And Aaron's arguing for like specialization. Yep, like it's better to know
0: a lot about a few things. So, yeah, really excited to share this episode with you.
1: So let's get started. Before we begin, let's have a little brief message from our sponsor, Apple, this week. Life is full of hassles,
0: but your headphones don't have to have any. With AirPods, you put them in your ears and you
1: get constant music all day. They never fall out. You can call, you can bring up Siri, you can skip songs. Apple said, cut the wires and cut the crap. Get AirPods. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about how it's good to know a little about a lot of things and be well-rounded. Because, well, every kid our age has probably heard the thing about, oh, colleges are looking for well-rounded students, and, like, none of us really know what that means to, like, each college, but it basically, like, being well-rounded is being, like, well-versed in a lot of different subjects and having a good understanding of a lot of things, because that leads to having, like, better discussions with different people and being able to talk about things in a different way than knowing just about one little section like saying like oh i know a lot about physics okay but do you know anything about biology or chemistry or something else that can like help you make good discoveries and like help you kind of build a better world with better answers to a lot of the big questions yeah so um in this
0: article by philip Wo. He is the Assistant Professor of Cognitive Science at UC San Diego. He actually goes deeper into that. But he talks about how using this test, it's called the five-year-old test. It's a simple way to assess how much a person actually knows about a topic. And it says that when somebody presents you with, like, a little tidbit of something. Like, about, oh, hey, I saw online that chickens can't turn their head 360 degrees and then a little kid like a five-year-old kid would say how a lot of people don't they don't know the how and that's why it's better to actually be well researched into one thing because knowing a little bit about a lot of different topics means that you don't really know anything at all because a lot of people can't answer the why how or like the bigger, deeper questions that go along with the topic.
1: Why would someone be asking you about chickens? <laughs> it was just it was the
0: example that he wrote about in the article. Okay. So I'm using I was using it. Okay. But it could be about
1: anything. You know, like why is it so important to be well rounded? Because it gives you better discussions with more people. You can have better connections with different people if you know a lot of things and you can talk about a lot of things with other people. But you can talk a little bit about a lot of things. You couldn't have a 15 minute
0: conversation about physics if you only know about Isaac Newton. You know, there's. You know, people probably would only know up to
1: whatever they learned in high school. If that. Not necessarily, you could research and study into a lot of things, and that's like what the whole point of like being well rounded is is being well versed in a lot of things, not just knowing tiny little jeopardy tidbits that you can bring up at like a party or something like that. yeah,
0: so what exactly do you think of to be research because for example, um Philip Guo he writes about how. To him, people actually have to read a lot of books. And he says that deep learning requires intense, concentrated mental effort sustained over long periods of time. And um, But it is impossible to ever develop expertise solely by engaging in information snacking, which is usually what happens when people try to learn a little bit about a lot of topics. He says that it's better to actually read long books and read several reputable books about a topic other than just looking up youtube videos or reading wikipedia entries about other articles
1: okay that's not exactly what i'm trying to say but like a little thing to like say about i guess if you're gonna say like people need to read a lot of books and it's not good to like Information snack. Yeah. Information snack. There's this big joke that uh, Atu Guandi, the surgeon and writer, like he jokes about the medical profession and how surgeons are so absurdly ultra-specialized that when we joke about right ear surgeons and left ear surgeons, we have to check to make sure they don't exist. So that's saying that like there's some fields that have been so ingrained that you have to be like ultra-specialized that people literally make jokes about having a specialization between ears because things have gotten this world has gotten so focused on specialization that we've lost like the grand scheme of things and how we need to like have broad knowledges and understand a vast majority of things kind of like in med school how you have to learn the whole body before you can specialize because you can't just learn about eyes if you're going to be able to treat a patient it's not going to be a good thing if you don't understand the interconnections of different systems and that kind of thing but also at the same time
0: you want a doctor who's very specific in just one thing you want a doctor who's Specifically, only a dentist or only an eye doctor you don't want a doctor that's like oh yeah you say that you're like you want your dentist to be like oh you seem to be a little congested here let me take a look like you would want to go to like an ears nose throat doctor for something like that you want them to know that this is exactly what they study this is exactly what they know about because then you know that you can trust them you know what you're getting like the specific exact treatment that you'll need instead of potentially harming yourself even more by going to a doctor that's not 100% sure about the specific issue that's wrong with you.
1: But your general doctor is the one who knows the most, like they don't ultra-specialize, and that allows them to be able to be like, yeah, you're a little congested, you need to go see a ear, noise, and throat doctor. Without those doctors that aren't ultra-specialized, there wouldn't be like any specialized doctors because... There wouldn't be anyone to be like, hey, I think you should go see this n- different doctor. It is true, but also,
0: if there weren't these specialized doctors, then people probably wouldn't get cured because the general practitioners wouldn't
1: be able to help them.
0: Okay, to switch
1: gears just a little bit, Jim Holt, uh, a writer at the New York Times, wrote an article about how the 10,000-hour rule with Malcolm Gladwell was not right, and he talks about David epstein's book range and why generalists triumph in a specialized world so specialists flourish in kind like quote-unquote kind learning environments where patterns reoccur and feedback is quick and accurate by contrast generalists flourish in quote-unquote wicked learning environments where patterns are harder to discern and feedback is delayed and or inaccurate so like golf chess classical music performance firefighting and anesthesiology are, in a sense, kind-learning environments where tennis and jazz are less kind, emergency room medicine, technological innovation, and geopolitical forecasting are downright wicked. And, like, that kind of gives an idea of, like, the modern world is more of, like, a wicked, um, like, environment, and it's important to be able to be adapted, to be able to talk about the deeper understanding and questions and talk about the big ideas in the world and be able to, like, answer those questions and be able to be an emergency room like medical official I guess (laughs) like a nurse in like the emergency room or be able to make these technological innovations because without these people who have these broad knowledges and are used to these wicked learning environments we wouldn't have the things we have today. Yeah but how exactly does somebody become like specialized because I know
0: or how do they have all this, like, broad knowledge? Because I know that a lot of times, like, for example, a lot of, like, cabinet members or, like, chair members, on um, even, like, Betsy DeVoe, for example, she is the secretary of education currently. And she, um, yes, she's very broad about a whole bunch of things about education. But at the same time, she virtually doesn't know a lot about it because she yes she's studied and she knows about private schools and like religious schools and homeschooling and she knows about the effects of all of those but exactly what good does that do her because she doesn't really sit down have intellectual conversations with any with anybody even though she's in one of the most important positions and she does one of the most important jobs of anybody else in america
1: I'm not saying that she shouldn't be specialized, but I'm saying that not everyone needs to be specialized. That there's, like, we need these free thinkers, and we need these people who have these broad knowledge bases so that they can answer, like, the big, I guess, questions in the world. Like, Newton wasn't just versed in, like, a specific type of physics, like atomic physics, or, like, he wasn't an astrophysicist or something like that. He had a broad knowledge of the universe and wanted to answer the big questions of, why does an apple fall? Why does this move? Like that kind of thing. And it gave us a deeper understanding of our world and without him we wouldn't have this deeper understanding. And it's important that he had these big ideas and he was able to answer those big questions through researching them and not just focusing on, oh, I want to be an astrophysicist and I want to focus on this exact tiny little bit of this world, I, he wanted to answer the big questions.
0: But at the same time, since we're on astrology or astronomy, I'm sorry, since we're on astronomy, you wouldn't want somebody to send somebody into space who, yeah, like they're they they're an engineer, but that's what they study. They they're no, they're an engineer for buildings. Like yes, they know how to build skyscra- skyscrapers and keep them nice and tall and everything. But you wouldn't want the same. Engineer and the same architect who helped design Chicago to also be the one who sends people into space. you want somebody who 's been studying like rocket engineering and rocket science, and you want somebody who spent so many years doing it because you don 't want to put people 's lives at risk by giving them something that 's potentially faulty. You want somebody to be to be able to say yes this is this is going to work this is how it will work, and I have all of this research to back up how it will work.
1: But you don't have one person do that. You have an entire team of scientists, and there's different engineers for different things. There's ones that engineer, like, let's say, like, the entire build of the rocket... And then there's ones that engineer the fuel, and there's ones that do this. But they're all still specialized in their individual job. They all still know a lot about the little bit that they do for the whole team. Yes, after they were well-versed in the entirety of being able to engineer, you don't immediately like go in and be like I want to do this tiny little bit of engineering and then don't do anything else. You learn a lot about physics first and you learn about that kind of thing and then from there you can specialize but without a broad knowledge base in that subject area to begin with you can't specialize. Kind of like how teachers will eventually specialize But they have to start as a a general education degree, and then they can from there be like, okay, I want to get my master's in English, or I want to major in English, but they have to get a broad education degree. So I think the moral of the story is that
0: there's good things about both sides. Um, General knowledge is good. To start off, it's good to know a lot, and then eventually to establish a solid career, it is better to be specialized in one thing because we all have to start off general and then we always break it down into one
1: little type of whatever. whatever one type your of your niches in life you yep. determine what you want to do and then But you, you gotta can... start big and go small, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess think, I think
0: that's where we're gonna I think that's where we're gonna end it. That's where that's where we're gonna end it. So we had a nice debate, nice discussions. Um thanks for listening to part two of Car Talks. This was Cassie. And this is Erin.
1: See you later. Bye. Bye.